everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Investigating Mars. Today we'll be talking about episode 8 from season 3, Lord of the Pies. I'm Heidi. I'm Jimmy. I'm Malika. I'm Naomi. And I'm Nuke Chess. Hello! Hello. Welcome, Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so weird to be recording this because what you guys are releasing, we're, <laughs> we're still in the last season. It's yeah, <laughs> it's bizarre. Like I want to talk about things from the last season, but this season, I'm very confused. Yeah, well, I'm confused too because I edit those episodes and then release them, and I'm like, wait, where are we? I yeah, I I keep trying to go back and listen. I'm, I'm I'm a little behind, and every time I go back, I'm like, what's the latest one? And I'm, I look at it, and I'm like. What happened in that episode? <laughs> when was that? Yeah, I forget the because I don't I tr I don't listen because I don't like the sound of my voice. I am well, I get over it sometimes, but I'm so I'm way behind. Like I'm probably in like season one somewhere, but um, I uh, I keep on forgetting that people aren't up to date <laughs> with where we are <laughs> until like something comes through my iTunes feed and I'm like, oh, they're on, you know clear back in season two yeah something like in season two and i'm like oh my gosh are we almost done with season two um releasing what, what did i release today is it like something god today right yeah it was i am god but i, I can't remember god, which right. episode number it is wasn't was that the one with the weird bus like everybody was on the bus and yes veronica yeah. that was the episode we all hated no no, no? only you hated it everybody only I, else only loved the weirdness it. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's have our episode okay. summary for this episode. <laughs> um, uh, season three, episode eight, Lord of the Pies. Keith and Veronica are hired to help find the missing granddaughter of the founder of Hearst College, whose swing vote could spell the end of fraternities and sororities at Hearst. Meanwhile, Logan fears for Veronica's safety as he gets closer to the truth, as she gets closer to the truth regarding the campus rapes. All right. So a plot is the quote-unquote, kidnapping of Selma Hurst Rose. Missing okay. rich lady, yeah. Right, missing yep. rich lady. The B-plot is Chip Diller. Ouchie, okay. my bum hurts, yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and this, I don't have clever names this week. Um, and the C-plot is someone's following Veronica. And I had the time, I was like, Logan, question mark? Because <laughs> I had no clue. I was like, whatever we're calling this. So... I had something when we when we watched this episode, and I don't know if you guys picked up on it, or maybe I just, it was really obvious and whatever, but I realized, I remember last episode we were talking about why doesn't Matt, Veronica stay with Mac or what have you? Isn't she, didn't she stay in his and Wallace's room just to make Logan mad? Like, that kind of a I think, me. wasn't she, she was staying there because it was less likely to be discovered or something, wasn't it? Well, she had all kind of excuses for staying there, but, you know, I think that, like, maybe she was there to make Logan mad because cause we were wondering why she didn't stay with Mac or somebody else. Yeah, well, when Piz showed up. Yeah. I thought it was the fact that, you know, sleeping on someone's couch versus empty room. And so it was the empty room. And okay. even when Piz showed up, it was still, okay, she has a bed versus sleeping on a sofa in with a room that already has two other people in it. I don't know. I just got from this episode that she's been beating a little bit. Just yeah, from their, their interactions this episode, I wondered if she did that to make him not jealous necessarily, but just kind of be shady. 
you know? Like, I, I, I don't know. I've, 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 as, as it was the B-string writers that were coming in, and they didn't have the characterizations <laughs> down, and they were just like, hey, let's throw people in random situations. And sure, they can say this. It doesn't matter that it's completely out of character for them. Whatever. I've about had it with Logan and Veronica. Oh, yeah, me too. I just, I just, we'll, we'll get there, but maybe we won't get there. Maybe I'll just <laughs> stew. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I, I, oh, I mean, and, you um, that I sort of gave up on Logan and Veronica last year. So anything that happens, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but now I'm they're just, just rolling that, with it. Now they're just making me angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just they're just being stupid. And you know, it also occurred to me of like, you know, but when we were t- talking about Veronica, like this season, I haven't liked her as much. And then I thought about it, and I wondered if they're they're making some kind of commentary on the fact that you know. I mean, she was dealing with the rape from season one, and, like, it kind of was like, yeah, but that was a long time ago. But then she realized, she thought it was Duncan, and then she thought, and that it was, and then she just realized at the end of last season that it was, what's his face? Beaver. God, I forgot his name already. And so maybe that's one of the reasons why she's acting so weird. His name name is is Beaver. Beaver. His name is Beaver. Oh my god. So, wait, I, I know this is where you're supposed to be trying to hurry, but I, we, ta- we, ta- we touched on this briefly the other day, but I, um, I, I finally listened to the spoilery episode, well, all of the parts that we were allowed to listen to, and I was getting the biggest kick out of you guys uh, with the, my name is Cassidy and my name is Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> I... It must have been it must have been very interesting for you guys to listen to us when when I was so intent that his name was Beaver. Yeah, because that quote is just it's you just remember it and so yeah, it was it was quite <laughs> funny. Okay, so we'll start with this A plot and um I was kind of unclear why is Veronica getting a job as a photographer again? Uh yeah, because the new editor is lazy okay uh, oh he's new yeah so so that's right they got fired or whatever yeah nish got fired and so yes yeah, so this is mr dent <laughs> <laughs> nice. um we learned that uh selma hurst rose is joining the university board which basically means that she has a say in whether the uh the greek system remains on campus and she's the swing vote. Yes. So of I have course. a question. Um, mm-hmm. Was this an allusion to the Patty Hearst thing at all? Because Hearst, Hearst. It is Patty yes. Hearst. Yes. <laughs> what? That, wait. That's wait, what who's do you mean? playing the part. What? Really? <laughs> I didn't realize that till I did a little bit of research for this episode, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? It's actually Patty Hearst." Wait, yeah. What? I have no idea what she looks like. Yeah, me neither. I just, I always knew the story. Yes, the actress yeah. playing Selma Hurst is Patty Hurst. Oh my gosh, because it was that driving me crazy because awesome. I was like, kidnapped Hurst, and I was like, yep. what is this? Oh my gosh, this and reminds me of... And she's supposed to be playing essentially herself. They yes. just uh-huh. It's terrible. Oh, well, that's not terrible, but it's kind of, actually just that's tickles awesome. me. There's, that is awesome. Actually, she's... a whole thing in IMDb, if I can share, because it's so exciting. Yeah. Um, the character of Selma Hurst Rose is played by real-life Hurst family heiress Patricia Hurst. Although in the show, the source of 
the fictionalized Hearst family fortune is a chain of retail stores instead of the publishing empire owned by Patty Hearst's grandfather, William Randolph Hearst. This episode contains several references to the real Hearst and her family history. Selma asks Keith Mars if he knows how it feels to be at the center of a national scandal, just as Patty mm-hmm. was during her kidnapping, brainwashing, and crimes. Uh... Selma's husband is named Bud Rose, a reversal of the key phrase from Citizen Kane based on William Randolph Hearst's life. Oh, my God. And Patty Hearst's character being named Selma is even an oblique reference to her own name, Patty, since Patty and Selma are the names of Marge's two constantly paired sisters (laughs) on The Simpsons. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Which I think that part's a bit of a stretch, but it's in yeah. here, so it's probably like Rob Thomas had a whole plan. And Dang. I didn't even pick up on the, the rosebud thing. No, I didn't, I didn't either. either. Well, uh-uh. I obviously didn't, but like, that's crazy. Because I was like, yeah, I was just like this. I wonder if they're just playing to that, that whole storyline or it's inspired by it. That is crazy. That's and insane. Cool. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm like, this, this and I was bursting. And, and you know, <laughs> I'm just like, I didn't understand what you meant. I'm like, what do you mean it's her? What do you mean it's her? How wild is that? I have to. I have to read more about this. (laughs) (laughs) Why she was like not the best actress ever? Terrible. Yeah. I was like, when I was watching Veronica Mars for the first time, like I always, when they would say Hearst College and they had this whole thing in my head, I had the idea of the Hearsts, right? Mm, Yeah. in my, in my head, like one of those newsy songs kept playing every time I heard first. <laughs> um, but uh, it was so funny. And I never picked up on it because I watched them so quickly. I did no research in between, you know, like normally when you're waiting for the next episode of a show, like you're finding everything out about it because you can't wait for the next show. Unfortunately, you guys can't do that. But that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I'm just I like listen to podcasts. Lord. <laughs> That's very cool. That's very cool. Okay, now now I feel slightly, uh, I don't know, mollified or ex- well, I thought it might have okay. been an illusion. But I thought it might have been crazy. Yeah, just about. yeah, yeah. That's so right. Cool what anyone just said because you mentioned newsies and I've been over here just singing in my head. So. <laughs> Naomi's well, Naomi, Naomi, that happens a lot to you, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Naomi, you know when they're singing about Pul- Pulitzer and Hearst are gonna get it. Yep. That's who they're talking about. I know. Yeah. Okay. You're just singing no, it in your head. I'm just singing <laughs> okay. it in my head. If you mention anything with music, Naomi, it's off. I yeah, off totally understand. I mean, hence why every time I hear Hearst College, I hear Newsies in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Veronica is covering the, I don't know, party um, that they're where they're announcing uh, Selma Hearst. And the dean uh, gets up to announce her, and she does not show up. She disappeared. Wah, wah. Where did she go? Gone. <sighs> uh, yeah, I was, at this point, I was kind of like, okay. You know, I mean, it got more interesting later, but at this point, I was like, yeah. I, I really don't care. <laughs> Maybe she <laughs> stepped out to go to the bathroom. I mean, when yeah. <laughs> When he was like pointing forward for her to come up stage, I expected her to be right there because like 
it didn't seem like, you know, like where he was pointing off stage where she would be hiding and not show up. Like if you're pointing like forward, you would think that he'd actually see where she would be standing, you know, to point to her. Yeah. So when she didn't show up, I was like, well, that's kind of dumb. Like, didn't he notice <laughs> that she wasn't right there? So <laughs> that kind of bothered me a little. But yeah, as soon as he was like, I was like, oh, this is where it's going. Okay. Got it. The lights were bright. He couldn't see mm-hmm. past them, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's stage syndrome. Got right. it. There you go. Um, so basically, Lamb is no help. So the dean goes to talk to surprise. Keith. <laughs> yeah, surprise. He is the um, the least helpful police force person ever to uh, ever have been in, uh, employed by a police force. They, they they made allusion to that last episode. Remember, like with the case, the kid, or the um, the disappearance of that guy. Yeah, he does, he does nothing. He does nothing. Except he antagonizes, and he's he brings the sarcasm. Right. I'll yeah. say that. Okay. Like, so this is my thing. If there was a season four, at at the point that I am now, and I I would really want there to be like more Lamb and Veronica, and like I could, because they are becoming what what Logan and Veronica were in the first season. Yes, I know. I, I completely agree because the snarky and whatever, like I yep. like that, that that dynamic instead of this mooning over each other and don't answer my cell phone message, sorry, spoiling. Ugh. And, you know, all uh. like just the just the, the teenage angst of it. I'd re- yep. much rather have a relationship that was like, I hate you. I hate you too. Let's go have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Veronica finds the waitress who supposedly talked to uh, Selma Hurst, and it's one of the feminists. It's Nose Ring Girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Go now, figure. I was trying to make this overly complicated, but yeah, I, I don't like their portrayal of feminists on this show. I have to say. I mean, I agree. And, and, and like, I was, I mean, you know, we've been saying for episodes and episodes about this, but because of what happens at the end of this episode, particularly, it just struck me as like, you know, if they had, I don't know, I just, being somewhat I of a think... feminist and seeing this, it just seems like but a But they're not, they're not really feminists. They're, I mean, they're under the guise of feminism. They but they are... label themselves feminists, right? R- I mean, right. They do, I, but... If you were to ask them, they would say, we're feminists. That's what we do. I think this is the view that like men's rights activists have of feminists. You know, this is a caricature and it's what everybody claims feminism is when it really isn't because people who are trying to push the agenda for feminism would never, ever fake a rape case because even though it's like 0.6% of all reported rape cases are faked, every single one diminishes the validity of any other rape case because it's always being brought up as an example and it makes people not believe victims all the time it stops victims from coming in and you i'm sure we've all heard it at some point we've heard somebody say oh yeah but she's doing this and it sounds plausible why because oh my brother's sister's friend had something happen to this as well you know and it's just this obnoxious thing that like i really don't think a real group that would label themselves as a feminist would go out and do this. This is something that um, a group trying to tear down the idea of feminism would do. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I don't think that's what they meant when they were writing it. 
because was this written by men? I'm sorry. Not to say that like all men are just wrong. It's just, it's, it's, it's infuriating sometimes because it's like, yeah, no, unless you're actually in the movement, you might not pick up on that. And we, um, right, exactly. And like, we've kind of discussed it before before, and you haven't heard these episodes, but you know, someone floated the theory that it was them, Harold, and then Jimmy Jimmy as well. I yeah. did it first. Hey, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Jimmy and Love Harold, Harold both were like, it's the feminists. And we, I mean, our, I think our last few episodes, we were just kind of like all in outrage. Like, it can't be them. This is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. And it really is. Like, it's just, it's really disheartening to think that, you know, that they would do this. And so that's why I just don't like that portrayal of, but yeah. I, since I, it's the only portrayal we have in this show of feminists, feminists not, you know? I, I, I'm not I, I'm not disagreeing with you with anything that you're saying because I I completely agree but I, I don't think that that maybe maybe this is just me because I'm a guy and uh, but I don't think that 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 uh, I think that they're the way that they're portraying this is that they're not really femis, fe- feminists I mean or at least that's the way that I that, that I see it I I see this as as more of this is a misguided uh, group of people who are working under the guise of feminism, just like extremists. Extremists make a mockery of uh, of every, you know, of, yeah, of, every, yeah. of, of every sect of people. And I I feel like maybe um, this is an extremist uh, group of people that call themselves feminists and and are doing exactly what you said tearing down the idea of feminism specifically uh, not on purpose like that's not what their goal is uh but they're just uh, an extreme that well you know that... what would be nice like i i would love that i would love it if you know later on in the season and i guess nutty and heidi you know this but if later on this season um we might see that um we might see like actual normal feminists kind of denounce and decry, just like you know, with radical groups, the um, the more you know, the more sane members of those right, groups, right, um, right, kind of you know, stand up for for what they believe in. And I don't know, I don't know if we'll get there, but just I so far, it's what we've seen. I think we're suffering from TV tropism right now, <laughs> yes, and it's not. It's not meant to be based in reality, but unfortunately, when we're looking at this, and especially if you are involved in any movement, you can see like, oh my God, this is so wrong. But you can see that for so many things. Like anytime, anytime there is ever, ever a scene on TV in a Catholic church, they always get everything wrong and they all go to the same tropes that have nothing to do with reality um i read a book where there the main character was an art therapist and i did a lot of study in art therapy growing uh when i was in university and i actually worked as an art therapist and i just picked the part the book apart like completely and so you (laughs) see this all the time you know they 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 say oh this is a great idea and then they go to the tropes and they get everything wrong so you know again i don't think that that the writer was trying to be malicious it's just hmm. oh yeah, yeah yeah this is what feminists are like because these are the loud ones that i hear about yeah and, and I, stories and I, that i, I hear i agree but i don't fun, think that it fun was... story <laughs> okay you ready for this yeah i was um doing a writer's group thing once and we had a meeting and there was we, we were just like 
talking randomly. And um, there was one girl who was like, oh, did everybody see Glee last week? I, I'm so excited because they finally had whoever and whoever, two girls, and they kissed on TV and yay. And and she's all big, you know, because they're finally getting positive, you know, lesbians. And I looked at her and I said, sweetheart, I'm a 28-year-old virgin. Tell me one time that's been portrayed positively. And this girl sat there and thought and thought and thought. And about 15 minutes later, she came back to me and she's like, I need to hold a, a, a rally for you. I'm going to get everybody's <laughs> going to, you're even more oppressed minority than I am. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I think That's the closest awesome, we though. get is, uh, is Topanga on Boy Meets World and eventually they get married way too young. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they had a successful marriage. They had a spinoff TV show. <laughs> That's right. Now they have kids and they're still married. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's 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 100. percent There's always going to be the the tropes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, unless you have somebody who can break the tropes, they just continue. So, yeah. All right. So moving on, Keith goes and meets uh, Brant. And Mr. Sheffield. Yes. <laughs> I think I think that Mrs. Rose should have been played by the nanny named Fran. Yes. <laughs> oh please. I mean I understand I understand why it had to be, you know, the the, the Hearst woman, you know, that, that it is, because that, that was the whole point. Oh, right. But but had it not been able to be her, it should have been the nanny. Yeah. Definitely. And I have him called Mr. Sheffield throughout all of my notes. <laughs> That's the only way I'll be referring to him. Um, I was calling him Mr. Nanny, but... <laughs> um, so Lamb gets a call from a Martina Vasquez. And then... <laughs> Keith picks I up the phone. I should have known. I should have known right away that it wasn't her and that it was Veronica, but I didn't. And then it and then it switched to her, and I was like, I should have known better. <laughs> and then she's totally had. Oh, it's so funny. I love that. That was such a cute scene. <laughs> yeah, I won't quote it, but oh man, it it's so great. And Lamb is just sitting there like, confused like, and. <laughs> <laughs> so great uh, okay so Selma's brother thinks that she has flaked and gone to the spa and he also reveals that uh, she wants a divorce so um, side note trio I had that phone and I loved it so, <laughs> it's one of my very favorite phones I ever had just I'm over it now nice I don't think Veronica Mars ever had any of my phones, but every time I watched her phones, like um, back the few episodes that I saw when they aired, I was like, dang, this girl's got like all the best latest phones. <laughs> she's been having those. She's had like the um, uh, the T-Mobile sidekicks mostly throughout yeah. most of it. I, I envied, I wanted those so badly when they were out, but I did not have a budget for anything but phone <laughs> well, you know veronica mars does have this little thing called you know product placement that she is the beneficiary of uh-huh what so, you know. lies all lies <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Well, well all I say is I want her. Saturn. Yeah, that stupid I'm, car. I'm oh so my gosh, mad. yeah. Miss, Except like, for I, that. I will never, ever, ever stop missing the LeBaron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, is it Hallie? Hallie, yeah. Hallie, okay. I forgot if it was Hallie or Haley. Um, so, she is from the Big Fat Greek Rush Week episode, and she is uh, Selma's... Also Kyle XY. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> she is also from other shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is the dog walker, and uh, <sighs> Veronica talks to her, and she says that Brant is in love with Mr. Rose. Nanny finds husband, yes. yes. <laughs> I do have Mr. Rose in here. See, you guys were like, so I was, I, I, I had the initial, oh hey, it's the dude from the nanny. But I just kept looking at Brent, and I kept trying to make him Christian Borel, and it just, it wasn't working. But I kept trying so hard, and <laughs> it just, it wasn't him, and I wanted it to be him. And <laughs> oh, have you ever had moments where you just try to make? actors other actors I'm... or boyfriends other boyfriends yeah all the time <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm just joking or boyfriends into actors wait <laughs> or, yeah. or, or boyfriends. boyfriends i certainly have stalking. that yeah i certainly have that that thing happen to me all the time uh, i can go i can go through an entire list <laughs> Um, so they're coming up on their 10 year anniversary, the roses, and we find out that that's called the, did you guys remember the uh, dine and ditch? Dine and dine and ditch, yeah. Dine and ditch, yeah. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, basically if they get, uh, divorced before 10 years, then there's less money that gets split up. But if it's longer than 10 years, then the one who doesn't have as much gets more, so. Right, right. Yay, California laws. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's, oh, that's not, I, I assumed it was a prenup. Well, California has a lot of special laws when it comes to divorce and relationships. I think they were like the first state to have palimony laws uh, where you could sue somebody for things like that. Um, things like alimony if you weren't married, but you happened to live together for, I think it's like 10 years or something like that. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, California has like, all sorts of crazy laws like that. Isn't that like common law marriage, though? Yeah, but that's not, all not states a law have everywhere. Common law. No, it's not. I'm sorry, say that again? Common law marriage isn't in every state. It's state by state. Oh, I didn't realize that, because yeah. I know Pennsylvania had common law marriage, and mm -hmm. so I didn't realize that wasn't a... I think, well, but... I'm sorry, but when you are common law married... Do you get to file your federal taxes as married? I don't know that. I have no idea because New York never had it. Yeah, I mean, I know we had it. And uh, I had some friends whose parents were common law married, but mm -hmm. I, it never occurred to me to look into it. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Um, in, I live in Canada now. I grew up in New York, and New York never had common law at all. But in Canada, common law gives you the same rights and everything that being married does. So you actually find a lot more people common law in Canada uh, than you would in, say, the States. Uh, but the weird thing is when you're married or common law or whatever, you still file separate returns. Okay. <laughs> Whereas in the U.S., even if you're, you know, it, you can you can file jointly. 
Interesting. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, California has lots of relationship laws. Probably because of Hollywood, I'm guessing. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was just going to say, because, <laughs> uh, because there's so much money, mm-hmm. um, I imagine that, oh, common law marriage is no longer contracted in Pennsylvania as of 2005. <laughs> oh, wow. The things you learn. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, um... Did did we mention about is this the scene with the the awards and stuff where Keith is looking at all the awards? I, I think so. I think so. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Or else it was before this. Yeah, I but just yeah, wanted to ahead. mention that that's a, a a huge reference to the movie The Big Lebowski. Oh, and this show does that a lot, apparently. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I've never seen that movie, so. Yeah, we're. we're oh my gosh, you have to see us. that movie. You have to, everyone has to see The Big Lebowski. Um, it's list. a fantastic movie. It's it's a great, yeah. great movie. Um, but anyway, this was just like one of those things where I was watching it again for this. And I'm like, this is totally reminding me of The Big Lebowski. And then I did my research and I was like, oh, because they did that <laughs> because on purpose. Because it's supposed to be. That should be a movie that we watch when we're missing each other after this podcast is over. Apparently, oh, according yeah. to this, there's lots of Big Lebowski references. Yeah, Paul Mackey has uh, has pointed some out that we're all just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Keith and Veronica figure out that Selma is probably hidden with her dogs because she loves them. And she is, but she's not hidden. She's hiding. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the same difference. Yeah, well, well they thought she was there, like tied up or something. Yeah, against her will. Because the dogs would keep her placid and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is a stretch because, I don't know, any kidnapper that would take a person and then also take their dogs. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, certainly if I was kidnapped, I would want my dogs, I mean my cats with me, so. You would or would not? I would. I would want my cats with me. I would. Well, if I, mean, I was I'd... tied up, I wouldn't want my dog with me. But if I wasn't tied up, then it would be nice. No, but I would want to. More like you know, if I was like luxuriously. You know... Well, no, I mean, like, so there were those, those, um, the what was her name? The girl. She was kidnapped and had the three kids, and she was living back there in her, in in her little hut, while she was being, you know, raped and made. In that case. No, I understand. In that case, yes. But in the tied-up case, no. Yeah, no. No. If I'm going to be tied up, don't bring my cats with me. Because that would be really funny. <laughs> just start, like, but licking your, your head. And... Yes. You. They, they could try. They do have claws. <laughs> my dog would just endlessly be trying to get into my lap and not be able to because I'm too tall. <laughs> <laughs> so it would really piss me off. Yeah. All right, so we find out that uh, Mr. Sheffield is blackmailing Selma to stay hidden until after their 10th anniversary. And that uh, Hallie seduced Selma so that she and Bud could run away together. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That was such a bizarre like, twist. It's such I a bizarre... Like, it was just like, where did... Oh, I just... I just don't know about this. Like, Veronica, Mars, what are you doing? This is so weird. Sorority girl turned, like, like bisexual vixen? What is, I don't even know. Like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, the sheriff questions Hallie, and she caves pretty much immediately. Go figure. Yeah. So they arrest Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> but it was the Who dumpster was dude. It was the the dumpster dude oh. that saw Hallie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love the dumpster dude. Just throwing that out there. Anyways. He was a great bum. <laughs> he was not a bum. He was a dumpster dude. <laughs> Logan didn't hire him for his bum fights. Not that we oh. know of. Well. <laughs> I was just going to say that. We'll have to go back and look. Um, okay, so Selma gets divorce her divorce papers. <laughs> Selma gets her divorce papers signed. Blah, blah, blah. And yep. is voting against the Greeks. So the Greeks are gone now. That's what we're... I mean, she was the swing vote. So she was the one vote that decided it all. And so, so now... Wait, when she's... Yeah. I mean, that's what I got from this. Mm-hmm. No comment from the peanut gallery, I see. Okay. <laughs> uh, there, there is nothing to prove or disprove that. Well, uh, did did she, did she, which way did she, did they say which way she, she was said, swinging? Uh, yeah, she said that she was, uh, get rid of them, she said it basically at the end. Well, let's see if that actually happens. But... I, I, I'm right, right? I'm not, I'm not no, wrong in no, saying No, you're that. right. Okay. But yeah, I just, I don't think they're, I have a, Maybe she's going to vote that way, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Well, I just have, you know, that movie, The Swing Vote, where that one dude, like, carries carries the election. That's what that, that's what I have in my mind, that she's the swing vote. She swung one way, and so they're gone. She swings one way for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that was actually when they were making a big deal about that back at the beginning of the thing. She's going to be the deciding vote. She'll be the tiebreaker. And then Nose Ring Girl showed up. And I was like, oh, so the feminists kidnapped her to try to convince her to vote against the Greeks. But she's like, I had this whole plot worked out and then everything went away. And I, I want to go back in time and write for Veronica Mars because my plot was much better than what this actually could actually be. <laughs> well, yeah, um, sometimes I, I wish you would write this. <laughs> I have a question. Did we ever find out who the chairman of the board is and how he would vote? Not to my knowledge. I don't think so. I'm just curious. I wasn't overly invested in this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just curious because generally the way that a board works is that the chair doesn't have a vote. Um, Or if he has a vote, he's able to break ties. I think that when an educational institution, it's not a chairman, it's the president. Right. So, uh, whoever the president of the college is. Oh, okay. So so that would, okay. Interesting. All right. Hmm. Cool. All right. B-plot? Yes. Do it okay. up. All right. So Chip Diller is found uh, in his underwear with his head shaved. Well, I'm not sure if all of his head was shaved, but. No, it was just kind of shaved. But yeah. Did a really Enough bad job. to make him so, finish the job. I don't yeah. like this. I didn't like this part of it. I felt bad for <laughs> nope. him, and I don't I, think it was. Funny. I mostly, I mostly felt bad for his butt. Well, see, I just don't think that that's. I don't know. Maybe I'm too sensitive. I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't think it was funny. No. No, that well, kind of violation is never funny. 
No. No, but they were making jokes. Well, of no, course, Dick was it, making it jokes. Some great no, but jokes. like, <laughs> but even Veronica was making jokes. Yeah, she yep. was. Yep. Well, she's seen the Sex Quest 05. I mean, she knows how horrible I know, but they just, were. It was just anyway. I'm well, being too sensitive. This is just like you know. No, I'm with loves, you. This is just like everybody loves a bad boy, but everybody hates a girl. Uh, you know, a bad girl. This is of that same vein, but it's you know, um, violation against women is terrible and awful, but violation against men is funny. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know that they were necessarily I don't know. I don't think that the audience thinks that it's funny. The jokes are funny. But the jokes yeah. are very funny, but <laughs> and, I mean it's it's sort of like I mean we've said this ourselves enough times. It's one of those things where you look at the situation and either you have to play it off as a joke or you have to take it seriously. And if you're gonna take it seriously it's gonna be really serious. And you, you you just, you can't go there. I mean, that just, we haven't been serious about this. So. No, that, right. I just, I'm, I'm just sticking with the ouchie my bum hurts of this. Yes. Yeah. So Veronica goes and talks to Dick about the Pisig's Sex Quest <laughs> 06, which is very hard to say. Um, <laughs> and that's when Veronica learns from Dick about the Easter egg. <laughs> there's so much there's nice. so much funny in there oh I, there I, is but i felt no it, yeah i know it was funny it, i i it was, understand it was funny but there were some i'm <clears throat> sorry 90 percent of my quotes are around butt egg humor <laughs> 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 anyways um okay so uh veronica pays morty to find the Easter egg out of the dumpster. Yep. <laughs> he found it. He did. And then um, Bonnie, who was um, one of Dick's conquests, has come out of the frat house from sleeping with another one of the frat boys, which makes her not as many points. Man, well, I mean... The frat boys uh, that we've seen aren't all necessarily very uh, extremely attractive, but I could see my see myself sleeping my way through a frat house as well. So I say, good on you, mate. <laughs> you go, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> all for the consensual, absolutely. Yeah. If that's what she wants to do, there's nothing wrong I know. with it. Yeah. No, no, I'm, go for it. There is no, there is no form of slut shaming coming from my mouth. I am. <laughs> you want, you, you, you want to sleep your way through a frat house? I have more power to you. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the, on the paper in the Easter egg was the Roman numerals for 111 and 903, and Veronica wants Wallace to magically figure it out because he's the numbers guy. Which was so bizarre. Like, like that, just that, her expecting him to figure that out. But um, I sat there looking at those numbers and I was like, 
what could this possibly be? Like, I wanted to figure it out before Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but... Yeah, well, neither did Wallace, really, so... Yeah, well... <laughs> so Veronica figures out that it is a date, November 19th of 2003, and she figures out that this is the date that a girl named Patrice Petrelli fell off the roof of the sorority house. Which we'll yeah. get more into in a moment. Okay. Skip um, then Chip gets into a fight because people are singing Peter Cottontail. <laughs> and uh, Wallace tries to stop the fight. And get, uh, he, he takes a little bit of a beat in there. Oh, by the yes, way, Wallace looked really good in this episode. He, he did. did. He got hair... like a haircut and yeah, he, he did he did something new with his hair and I like it. <laughs> yes okay now we're to the part um, Veronica goes to talk to Claire about Patrice and um, Nish and Nose Ring Girl are there I honestly don't know her name <laughs> um, no clue. And, and Jimmy doesn't know her name either so right. she doesn't you know, have a name well, she's, not a, she's not a PCHer so <laughs> that's Ouch. right you only know the PCHers yeah, I mean, when it comes... You know, oh, wait, you guys, like I have it actually in one of my quotes, so um, her name is Fern. Oh. Oh, right, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know okay. if I ever knew Somebody that. Somebody else in another show, Fern. Yeah, Fern. Like, like another, like, uh, with with dark curly hair or dark hair, Fern. No, that's Fran. <laughs> no. <laughs> the nanny. Fern. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I know what you mean, Jimmy. It sounds vaguely familiar. It's uh, yes. it's right on the tip of my brain. It's like it's nowhere near the tip. It's like in the some somewhere in the miasma of my brain. <laughs> it, you'll get it before I will. Um. Oh, oh, I know. NCISLA. No. Nope. No. Right? Because he always, uh, <laughs> not, yeah. not at all. He always calls Kenzie Fern. That's, nope. Well, that's what I'm thinking of. But she has dark hair. So, oh, okay. okay. Well, I think you're fine out. And Naomi is grown. satisfied now. Um, all right. So we can on. move on. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so they, they tell Veronica what actually happened to Patrice and uh, that she walked off the roof on purpose. And then they kind of admit to the fake rape. Do I oh, win? Kind of. Do well, I it's like the they just face? look uncomfortable. They don't exactly like... And But she asks them, are all of them... Okay, so I have had this theory that, you know, one or more of them are real and then the rest. But then she pretty, pretty much says that there was absolutely no evidence for no, any of them. Only the first and... one was real. Oh, they do admit that the first one was real? I don't yeah. think I that think they so. admit, because the, don't they just, like, stare at her? I think so. Yeah. I don't think they actually really give any... Uh, oh, okay, because I just took it as a slam dunk that, you know, that they faked a rape somewhere. Well, and I was, like, I mean, they, all upset, because I just figured they did all of them, because when she said, were any of them real or something like that, which was my big question, they all remained silent. And then I was like, oh, so I just, okay, maybe I, there's hope for my theory. I don't know. I... I just like, I got to give props to Veronica for saying, were any of them real except for chips? Yeah. Oh, yeah. did she say that? She did. Yeah. yeah. Except for who? 
Chips. Chips. Oh my gosh, I love that. I didn't even hear that, but I'm glad that she did say that. Go, Veronica. Yeah. Wait, who's Chip? Chip. Chip, Chip is the butt guy. Egg boy. Egg. Yes. Oh, wow. The butt oh. guy. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Peter Cottontail. Just call him Peter Cottontail. No. So, um, well, we know that Claire's is definitely fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I think so. I think we can be safe that. Yeah, well, well, we don't know I for mean, sure. We don't know anything for sure, Jimmy. Like, we never know anything. For, even when things happen, like a rape of Veronica, and you know, Duncan admits to it, we still don't know if it's real. So who knows? Uh, that's true. That's true. But well, we 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 are led to believe that Claire's is is definitely fake. Led to believe that Claire's is definitely fake. Um, and so, but. There was one. She, there, she, she was talking about. Oh, I guess it was just Chip and the egg. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I think that maybe now there's enough. But when I was watching this the first time, I assumed that, you know, my theory, and like anyone, like I just assumed that Harold and Jimmy were absolutely 100% correct based upon the scene, that they were all faked. Um, but. Now it looks like there's a little bit more ambiguity, which is, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but whatever. Okay. All right. Should bring light on it. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to this in in a few minutes. But um, C plot, which will uh, <laughs> which will skim through rather quickly because uh, <laughs> I think you're all fairly annoyed. Uh, so Logan wants Veronica to stop looking into the rapes, which I mean. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get. So, I mean, uh, but I, I, I'm also like, uh, to the to a certain extent, I'm definitely on par with exactly what Veronica says. Last week or two weeks ago, all you wanted me to do was figure out, you know, solve the rape case, and now all of a sudden, I understand why. You know, there was the haircut and the and the G and the whatever. I understand why he's worried, but he can't expect her to stop uh, pursuing the case just because, you know, now all of a sudden she's in danger when she's invested in this case. Um, but, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. I, can you see it from Logan's side? Yes, I, mean, I can. He's watched I can her. Yeah, he's watched her go headfirst into these investigations and put herself in trouble. I mean, how many times has Veronica come so close to being killed? How no, close I, has she come to things? Her. Yeah, how many times has he had to save her? And honestly, even if I weren't dating Veronica, if I were her friend, I would probably be having, yeah, yeah, so, I would probably be having the same reaction as Logan is. Now, was, she's right, but he is justified at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think both of them have very good points, and, like, what he does in this, I do see it as being intrusive in terms of, like, not letting her know, but I can understand also, like, why he wouldn't necessarily tell her and why he went through those measures, because if you love someone, they're putting themselves in danger, like, that's really hard to watch. That's really hard to watch, and, like, he's lost a lot of people in his life, like, you know, so I do get his point in this, actually. Um, but my, How many yeah. times has she tailed him? I, oh my gosh! And that's that, that. I love that scene 
where she's like, you know who I am, blah, blah, blah. And I was, and I actually have in my notes, I was like typing it out before he actually said it. Veronica, you're one to talk because we were just saying last episode, like he knows who she's, who she knows who he is, you know, but that's never stopped her. And so I just thought it was really, I don't know. I didn't, this really annoyed me, but at the same time, like, I think they both have points. Mm Mm-hmm. And the thing that really super annoyed me um, during the first scene was the idea of where Keith comes in and is just like, blah, blah, blah. and I was sat there going, okay, did like no one tell Keith? No what one told went him. On? I don't think like, so. I mean, I if, so. if Keith knew, he would be siding with Logan. He I would. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. They, he said, would. Oh, they yeah. said he didn't know. Now, so do you like, think he'd side with what? Logan in front of Logan or he'd wait till Logan was gone? And then side with Logan because that's I what I think. I think that he, he might be too yeah. emotional to like hide it. If they had just told him, yeah. like, hey, by the way, this is what happened, he probably would have been too emotional to hide the fact that he sided with Logan. But if he had, like, you know, found out differently, yeah, I think you have a point. Like, I don't think that he necessarily is like in the Logan fan club. So he might, you know, be like, but he is like in the and he has more authority. Yeah. Yeah. And he has more authority over Annika. Like, he's her dad. So he can, like, I mean, not like she ever listens to him, but, you know, he can be more <laughs> Well, I mean, she doesn't listen father. to anybody, but... She doesn't. Which is by why Logan way... does what he does, right? Because she's not going to listen to anybody, and she's, you know, avoiding him and whatever with him and pissed off at him and all everything, and so he's just going to do whatever he can do to keep her safe. And in truth, by the way, Keith taught Veronica to be that way, by the way. Yeah. Like, Keith doesn't follow the rules, so of course Veronica doesn't follow the rules. And after dating Veronica, you kind of have to realize that you can't follow the rules and you have to do these things the way that Logan did, you know, without telling her because she's not going to listen. And, that, you know, I, I honestly think like I can see everybody's point in this mm-hmm. argument. And I really like this argument for the uh, in a storytelling sense because it's mm-hmm. so real. You know, so many times on TV, it's you've got somebody's right and somebody's wrong. And the person who's wrong ends up apologizing. Whereas in life, arguments generally, you, there isn't a right and a wrong. Yeah, there's just everybody has valid points. And, yeah, I know, yeah. and I and I do like it from that perspective. I just don't want it. I it was annoying on my TV because this whole thing annoyed <laughs> me and everything annoyed me. But I completely agree with you because I see both sides. It is an interesting way to take a relationship and the fact is it's like you said that veronica doesn't follow the rules and like she's with somebody who doesn't follow the rules either he's never followed the rules right and 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 she was completely right well he was completely right sorry he was completely right when he was like because she said you know who i am i'm not going to change and he says to her well you know know who i am and you can and you completely expect me to change uh-huh. and that's yep. that's yep. what i love i yeah. love that scene for before what he says because i was writing it down as he said it and it was uh, like I'm, I'm sorry well you can still quote it if that's one of your quotes but no, no it's not one of my quotes but i just i love i mean that's well, but it, it, it's so true and you know he okay. he did what he did out of love and he did it for the right reasons and i think that it was a good he did a good thing and she needs to learn to accept um, that that sort of help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you think um, about it, like, 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 
she's gone behind his back because she doesn't trust him and it's trying to like almost tear him down. He's gone about behind her back just to sit, protect her and keep her safe. Yep. You know? Yeah. But so, you, I mean, you do have to think about it a little bit from her perspective as it scared her to death. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I understand her. Yeah. I, yeah, I understand her like, Completely on the too. other hand, she shouldn't be walking around in the misty <laughs> no, night she all the shouldn't. time. I'm like, she, she it's shouldn't like, be yeah, taking I'm GHB like, no. and walking around to back to her car because and, like, and then she this, gets off the phone with Keith I when she know hears a noise. What happened to Mr. Taser? Like, she yeah. had, she Mr. had Taser. He has not made an appearance. No, she had she used it in the in the lunch area. She yeah, but after that, episode. he has not shown up, and I am upset about that. She used it in this episode. She had him twice in this episode. Yeah. Not any time that it was counted. Like when she was walking through the misty air, uh, a la Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like By like, the way, it... someone called her Buffy. Yes. Uh, no, that's no, my little like... quotes. I won't <laughs> say it. Quotes. I'm just... Okay. Um, there I was like people. There was, like, all this mist, like, flowing through, and she was walking down the hallway, and all of a sudden she pulls out her, her you know, Mr. Pointy, basically, and was, like, looks around and... She definitely had him, and then she used it in the um, in the fight. Mm-hmm. Okay, I totally missed her having that in the hall. By so the way, Fern like... was jawbreaker. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, yeah, Fern's <laughs> the extra girl. Yeah, she's Sorry. the Shannon Doherty character. Okay. <laughs> and and so, do I need to add this to the list of movies? That yeah, yeah probably either. Heather's I've never either, so I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, what? No. <laughs> what is it? I don't even know. I, we have to like, okay, I, I know along with this episode, but the beginning of it, where like they kidnap a girl and uh, like a friendly kidnapping, and they put a jawbreaker in her mouth to keep her quiet, but then she ends up dying or something, and then it's all a cover up. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, it has Darla in it. It has Darla in it. Okay, then we're watching it. Edit to the list. <laughs> all right. Um, so in the last scene, now we all get to rant and rave because uh, Logan sees Veronica ignoring his calls. Okay, this is what pisses me off. It just pisses me, me off so much. Stuff. And I, I, I'm sorry, but I did not like his face. I know we're supposed to be all like hurt over his face and be like, poor Logan. But his face just looked dumb to me. And I was, okay. somebody's going to hate me for that I'm remark. Sorry. But no. it's true. How many phone calls has Veronica made to him that he's ignored? Mm-hmm. I understand that it's after they had this, do you love me, I love you moment. Yes, I love you, we love each other, yes, let's hug. I understand that it's, like, <laughs> after that moment she does this. But, like, if anybody's going to understand, um, you know, ignoring the person that they love, it's going to be Logan, like... Hey, I ignore people I love all the time on the phone when I'm eating. <laughs> like, forget it, you know? I can I'm enjoy just... my food right now. Thank you. I know. I'm like, I'll call him back later. And like, oh, by the really? way, the whole... Yeah, I never I... ignore people. Like, if somebody calls my phone, un- unless I really can't get away, like, I... I get I would get so upset if somebody ignored my call because I don't call unless I have to talk to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Okay. And, and if somebody yeah, but... if somebody called me and ignored my call, I probably would just like it, it would cause a problem. And so, like normally, if if somebody calls me, um, like on my cell phone, uh, 
and I'm in a meeting or something, I'll either end the call and send them a text message and say, I'm in a meeting, I can't talk. Or I'll send them, I'll call them after the meeting. But generally, like, if you're calling, because you don't know what's going to happen. And in a show like Veronica Mars, like, how does she know that Logan's not in trouble? How many times has Logan been in trouble? You know? You sound like my mom. I'm old. Don't mind me. No, I, I know I should say this, that most people who know me know that the quickest way to reach me is to text me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and yep. uh, there's people I know who never call me. If they call out of the blue, I will definitely pick up the phone because I'm like, whatever. Usually, here's my thing. is I, I usually have my ringer off and all my alerts off because I just don't like being disturbed. I'll see my phone, I'll have it next to me and when I'm free and I'll be able to pick it up that way. But yeah, I mean, when I'm eating or if I'm, you know, like kind of busy and somebody calls that I know is just going to call me to talk, I'll call them back. But I don't like, you know, and I'll, because I know that if it's an emergency, they will text me. <laughs> but this, I do that is kind of, this is kind of the before time. This is like, um, Understood. Uh, before texting was ubiquitous. Like texting was probably in the states. Uh, when I when I went to Australia in two thousand one, they were all texting, and I was like, "What are y'all doing?" In Europe and, too, yeah. And they were texting like mad. And <clears throat> I came back to the states. It wasn't probably until probably like two thousand four, two thousand five, where texting started to take off in the states. And even then, like you had to pay to text. Uh huh. And text so by every, text. Yeah, and so. Most people just called you unless in, in, unless they couldn't get a hold of you, and then they would text you. And so, like, back then, I used to ignore calls all the time because, like, you know, it, people were just calling. To chat. Wi yeah, willy-nilly, just to chit-chat. Maybe so, I just didn't get a lot of people calling just to chit-chat. Um, maybe I only get calls on my cell phone that are actually important. I'll ignore my landline. I'll ignore my work phone. But my cell phone is like, I don't know. I feel like that's an urgent, has a sense of urgency. And I didn't get texting until 2007. See, I've, I've got you beat. I didn't get texting until last year. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> look at you. And see, I didn't even, I didn't have a, a landline in like 2005, six, seven. Like I didn't. <laughs> I, I dropped my landline in 2001, two, three, 2003, I dropped my landline. So my cell phone was just a chit-chat line, you know. Wow. So I ignored calls all the time on my cell phone because it was my landline. So. Yeah, it's my yeah I'm just line. totally old. <laughs> well, I... It's just totally old. I'm 36. <laughs> oh, okay, we're the same age, but you're a lot younger than me with phones and texting then. <laughs> Honey, I'm yeah. going to be 38 in like two weeks. And I'm like, but I'm kind of in the industry where, where technology, you need to be on top of it kind of thing. Well, so. I've, I've got like four different phone numbers, right? Um, And so, I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I guess for me, because I've always come compartmentalized cell phones like to me that gotcha. was always it's urgent and anything else you know work people you call me on the work line mm -hmm. uh you know I've, I've got i've got a landline for my family to call me they don't call me but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> all right are we ready for quotes oh god i've got a zillion yeah okay nutty you're first oh okay wait where is it hang on uh okay uh, this is from Dean O'Dell. 
Uh, I'm telling you, anyone know, who knows Selma knows something is seriously wrong. Look, the sheriff is an idiot. I've met a smarter sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have, Dino Dillon. You've hid it from your wife. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, last episode he was just eating and hiding from his wife. So I have this eating disorder like thing with him. But anyway. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he's, he's, he looks like he, he could use some extra nutrients. <laughs> okay. He's all pale and pasty and thin and, yeah. Mm -hmm. And bad eating habits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While he's watching boxing, which he's also hiding from his wife. Mm-hmm. Lots of things going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Naomi, um, do your do your thing. I, I have my only my only quote, um, Dick. So not only did Chip get kojacked, but someone wrote a Roman numeral on one of those plastic Easter eggs and put it in his sun don't shine place. <laughs> Veronica, worst Easter egg hunt ever. Do you uh, have the rest of it? That Obviously is all I, not. Like I was, Jimmy, you guys go. Were talking in my ear, and I was typing <laughs> that. No, go, go, go ahead. You can do more. Go, Milika. No, no, no. I don't have hey, the rest of it. Oh no! I, I know. Yeah, I do. You do. So okay, poor chick. Chip, poor chip. You really wrecked um, ba bump bump. No, that's no. That's, that's not. That's an entirely different. That's, that's an entirely okay. different scene. Then you but go. In that same, in in that same scene, uh, Dick says, "They put it up his bleeding bum." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god, I love Dick so much. <laughs> um, the the quote about the rectum, by the way, I saw in the trivia. Um, in the closed captioning, they actually explain the joke. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> they write rectum, uh, wrecked him, and then in brackets, in all caps, they write rectum. Not on my DVD. Well, that's when it airs. Oh, okay. Oh. There's Not a on difference the between okay, subtitles and closed captioning, right? Yeah, yeah. Once, so. Yeah, once okay. Well, but for that here. one, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it now that we've talked about it. <laughs> when you stick an Easter egg in a frat boy's outdoor, do you kiss him first? Nose ring girl. Is that a riddle? Veronica. Poor Chip. You really wrecked him. But um bum. Alright, oh, you man. got it all. Okay, I have um Veronica. I'm off to steal the souls of the rich with my evil image capturing device. Nice. Have fun. <laughs> like, do you have a have a real one? Oh uh, yeah, I do. I have a lot of them. Um, lamb, dollars to donuts. You'll find someone sobbing into a mojito at the club because she lost an earring. Dino Dell, will you be the donut expert? Excuse me. So this is like obviously a pun, and second of all, the dean is mentioning donuts. <laughs> <laughs> See, my theory grows. <laughs> Next, anybody? I've got a zillion of them. Yeah, I got more. So <laughs> yeah, I have just... more too. Go ahead. Go, go, ahead, Go Heidi. ahead, Heidi. Okay. Um, Hallie, you're blocking my son. Veronica. Oh, is that yours? I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I've got one. Fern, why are you following me around, Veronica? Fulfilling my gym requirement. Yoga had a written final. 
<laughs> so I've got this really long one. Uh, I'm going to try and do it, but I'm not sure that I can do it right, but I'm going to try it. Veronica, I don't know about you, but I'm dripping with information. <laughs> and I have so much information, I have no place left inside me for food. <laughs> Veronica, spill. Keith. <clears throat> Roger's hearth is uh, is <laughs> halting Selma's buy American plan. It'll save the company hundreds of millions, but it's exactly the kind of business practice Selma is fighting against. Suspicious? I think so. I think so. What was he doing? Before you continue, what was he doing? He was exploding. Oh. Oh, now I, I get it. He's doing an impression of something. I'm like, what is he doing? Okay, go ahead. I mean, you can finish it. That's the end of it. <laughs> you didn't do Veronica's bit because she had a little bit of it too. No, I I I, 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 I stopped at the. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason I didn't have that quote down is because I didn't know how to do it. Like, I was like, I don't understand what this is about. <laughs> I literally have it. So... His face. At the beginnings, I have, like, Keith, weird voice, and then I have breath, heavy snort, and then I have, have force, breathe forcibly through teeth in an F fashion at the end. <laughs> in an F fashion? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just couldn't get over his face. Like, his, just watching, he looks like a chipmunk. He looks exactly like a chipmunk. Uh, I don't know if there's any quotes worth doing after that now. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to do it because I mentioned it. Veronica, hey, Fern. What up, girl? Fern, what do you want, Buffy, <laughs> Tiffany, whatever your name is? <laughs> Veronica, I am woman. Hear me, bore. <laughs> um, I have one more, Veronica. The park is closed. The walrus out front should have told you. <laughs> uh... I have. Do you hold on. Guys I, I have not get that. I only heard one giggle, so I'm just wondering if that's another one of those missed references. No, that's from uh, 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 Drive Across America to get to <laughs> Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I know it, I know it. I just can't think of the name of it. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm trying to stay away from all the butt ones. <laughs> oh, um, what's that no I was just gonna do a time check but go ahead go quick oh. um, Veronica beer off your belly hands out of your boxers put on some pants I'm bringing home a visitor yep got that one <laughs> love that one alright we're ready for feedback yes because feedback. we have a voicemail from Yvette yay oh, we miss you Yvette Yes, we do. Okay, here we it's go. Stereo, we're available. Hey, Marshmallows, this is Yvette, and this is feedback for Season 3, Episode 8, Lord of the Pies. Um, I, my sincerest apologies, I wish that I could be there with y'all to talk about this. Or maybe not, because actually, spoiler alert, I hated this episode. I thought it was so awful. Um... I didn't know it could get worse than last week, but it did. Um, magically. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. But anyway, so here is my feedback. Okay. Um, 
So we have our A plot, which is Patty Hearst gets kidnapped again. I <laughs> love Patty Hearst, um, <gasps> mainly because she was in that string of John Waters films. She's like the worst actress. Her like line reading on that sort of like last line that she had, where she's talking to Dean Ed Begley Jr. and she's, you know, talking about her vote. I mean. <laughs> She's, it's just like she just like read it off the back of a cereal box or something. I, just, <laughs> I love it. Um, and who cares that she's a bad actress? I mean, God, she's like an heiress. She's a bank robber, former member of the Symbionese Liberation Army. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, Mr. Sheffield was in this episode. That's something that happened. But mm-hmm. I found this whole plot line pretty nonsensical and honestly just really stupid. Like, so Patty is trying to avoid the embarrassment of Mr. Sheffield telling everyone about her young lady lover, right? I mean, she's willing to risk her fortune, like, all of her money, even though she's, like, I don't, just, like, insanely rich, just so that people don't know that... Just so that people don't find out about her, like, tryst with this, like, 20-year-old blonde chick. I mean, come on. Like, maybe. Maybe, maybe that would happen, but, I mean, I feel like millions would be enough of an incentive for me to let the world know um so my b plot is the whole rapes and the pie six thing um we have chip getting an egg inserted into his butt and it's all played for a joke right um so basically what this means is that um that the feminist group sexually assaulted chip which is honestly disgusting and it's not funny at all um I find it pretty repulsive that this is where the plot has decided to go. Um, And we find out that the feminists have apparently been faking these rapes in order to get justice for some girl who walked off of a roof years ago. I mean, what the F, Veronica Mars? Like, dude, where, where, what, how? Like, I just, I am horrified by this storyline. Um... However, however, and let me get lighthearted here, Fern, I believe is her name, is hot, hot, hot. Sorry, Mac, I'm no longer shipping myself with you. I am now. It's all about me and Fern. We can run away together. Have a bunch of those little dogs that Patty Hurst loves. Ugh, I love Fern. God, she's fine. Um, anyway, so we have a C-plot now of Logan and Veronica having some trouble. He hired a bodyguard to follow her she is of course upset he wants her to stop being herself she wants him to stop being himself you know what i i hate logan i'm not really that crazy about veronica anymore either i don't care what either of them do who cares who cares uh who's the rapist um apparently there were no rapes except for chips i guess uh, it was just all those evil feminists um shaving people's heads Oh my god, F you, Veronica Mars, like, F you. Like, I'm over it. Like, I hate this plotline. I hate everything about it. I'm disgusted that they have decided to, like, make this, like, ridiculous, um, absolutely unbelievable, stupid plotline arc over the series. I just, uh, arc over the season. I just, it's, 
disgusting. So, quotes, I'm not even going to bother. I had two quotes written down. I don't feel like doing them. You know what? Zero out of ten. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Not even Patty Hearst can save this one for me. Zero out of ten. All right. Well, I will be back later in the week to discuss with y'all the next episode, which hopefully leaves me far less horrified than this one has. All right. Well, um, I hope you all have a great week, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Wow. Thank you, Yvette. Okay. <laughs> wow. No, I, I, yeah. Wow. I'm not as angsty, but when I finished this episode, I was, I can relate. I mean, I, I totally get every point that she made, but I, I think I tried to take it at a little more of an inner, with some, a little bit of entertainment value to it. <laughs> she took, she took my thoughts and feelings and, and just cranked them up to 11, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Should we get to some Facebook feedback? And this first one is for whoever can do the voice. Uh, Anybody? Can't do it. Mr. Sheffield! <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, You're welcome. You. That was from, I'm sorry, did I say that? Uh, how did we say that? Um, Isa? 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 I think so. Sorry if, we, if, if I'm saying it wrong, but thank you Leave for the, the voicemail. Let us yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next one is from Marie. I think this is hands down the most controversial episode VM ever did, so I'm interested in hearing what you guys thought of it. I love the Patty Hearst casting. The Citizen Kane reference in the name Bud Rose is awesome, but unfortunate waste because I bet no one remembers the name. He is doomed to forever be Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> Except he isn't. There was... I, I did too much babysitting, but there was some show an animated show on PBS and he was the voice of a goldfish and so like I am I can hear him saying hey kids remember what you need and like so he's not always Mr. Sheffield um, I like how they used the homeless guy across plots and V thought of him when there was a reward to be collected another great impersonation of, by Veronica but Keith totally ruined it why didn't she use her cell phone I don't know if the joke was intentional or if it was a miscommunication between writing and props. When Veronica and Wallace, the numbers man, are trying to figure out what Roman numerals means, she says the student ID number, hers is U0735. Three, four, five, six, seven, five, three is one too many digits. But even if you assume everyone starts with U0, it's still eight digits, not seven. The last thing I will say about the episode, I totally see Logan's point and Veronica was being too stubborn and dismissive when she ignored his concern for her, but it was still a jerk move to hire someone to follow her. I would have preferred he go to Keith and tell him everything. She would have been just as mad, but I would have had preferred it. Maybe it's just me. It's not just you. No, that's actually a good point, because then at least she wouldn't be scared. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Simone says, Patty Hearst and Charles... Shaughnessy. Jonasy, thank you. <laughs> Those are some top-notch guest stars. So Patrice was bullied by the Pisigs and almost killed herself. Totally messed up. And the feminist ladies have faked a bunch of rapes. Uber sickening. That's no way to help the girls that we were a that, that were actually raped. Chip Tiller got shaved and egged. 
because of his part in Patrice Petrilli's Petrilli's trauma. That's hard to say. I don't <laughs> feel bad for Chip. Um, <clears throat> LOL. Uh, Hallie is a is a big is a bit of a gold digger, huh? But then again, Bud Brant and Roger uh, were all useless in it. In were all useless in it for themselves. A holes. Oh, I get you now. <laughs> so the whole thing was weird. <clears throat> Fern called Veronica Buffy. Loved the dick Veronica, Morty, and Bonnie seen at the dumpster. It was gold. Speaking of gold, Keith stroking a golden carp. <laughs> Word was hilarious. So Wallace no longer wants uh, wants to hunt for Easter eggs, and Scrabble is off the table for V. LOL. Um, ha! Veronica and her many accents strike again. Lamb, you are dumb. <laughs> uh, Keith and Veronica are adorable in that scene in his office with the weird, badly dubbed Asian movie act. The Mars-style B&E was cute. Morty to the rescue. Poor Logan, so sweet. He just wants V to be safe, and then, uh, then he sees her ignore his call. Uh-oh. <laughs> Look, the sheriff is an idiot. I've met smarter sandwiches. Odell, the, the smirks of the Mars are awesome. Worst Easter egg hunt ever, Veronica. <laughs> I love you, Veronica. I love you, Logan. All right, we have feedback from Ray. Random rambling thoughts as I watch. I like that Logan is being protective of Veronica. Shows the softer side of Logan. I'm on his side. Why is Veronica mad for him for trying to protect her? Lamb is being an ass. What else is new? Hey, it's Charles Shaughnessy, as known as, as Mr. Rose, known from the Nanny, Mad Men, and Days of Our Lives. I like that guy. I love Dick Casablancas. <laughs> He's a repulsive human, but he cracks me up, and Ryan Hansen has a charm to him. I can't He's blame Veronica. Oh my god, I love him. I can't blame Veronica for being freaked out by her attack in the last episode. Why doesn't she just try to avoid going to places <laughs> by herself for the time being? <laughs> no kidding, at night. I know. Outdated movie reference, swim fan. I love that although, movie. although good Simpsons reference with the Smithers call. I know Logan is concerned about Veronica, but hiring someone behind her back isn't the right way to go about it. Claire and her feminist buddies are so annoying. I feel bad for that Patrice woman, but faking rapes and condemning everyone to, in the Greek system doesn't help. And now it looks like Logan and V are hitting a rough patch. Not really the way I thought things would go after Logan just rescued her last episode from being attacked. This tension between the two of them feels kind of forced. Where is Mac? She finally has become a series regular, and I feel like we see less of her than we did in season two. Yeah, we do. I swear. Yeah. And the inside joke of Mrs. Rose is being um, being played by Patty Hearst was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And Harold says, the Lilith House feminists are over-the-top stereotypes. Do I get partial Malika status for predicting that Claire's rape was too conveniently timed right after the Lampoon story and during Piz's radio show to be real? Prediction made in a voice feedback a few weeks ago. Probably Malika predicted it three episodes before me if this worked out as it usually does. No, it was me. It was it me. Was it Jimmy. was me. Exactly. <laughs> Jimmy was waking, wearing the Malika hat. <laughs> all right. So now I would like you to all tell me what you actually think is going on with the rapes. Oh my god, when can we stop talking about this word? This four-letter word. I do not want to hear it ever. But, so so my thing is, okay, if this was it, if these girls were, like, just shaving heads, that was it, and we know this now, does that mean that we can be done with this plot line, and we can just have, like, another 
I don't know how many episodes, 10 episodes of like just happy fluffiness now. So I think the fact that Heidi's still asking us what is going on with the rapes means that there's still something still going on with the rapes. Uh, Listen, Mrs. Dent was the person. Mrs. Mrs. Dent, not not the old Mrs. Dent, the new Mrs. Dent. I don't know what her name is, but Nish. 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 Uh, Mrs. Dent Nish was uh, was the person in the hoodie. That's all. That's all I gotta say. But I don't rape. I don't know. You know, I'm sticking with my. There wasn't really any rapes. Story. And I guess I was. I thought we were done, and so now I'm gonna stick with mine. That it's some one of the rapes one or more of the rapes was actual and then they did some of it so who was it if oh i don't know rape? who did i say last time um so we haven't got any more information about this um oh let's just say it's mercer because he was yeah he was the one who was, let's just say somehow magically even though it seems like he got exonerated i'm just gonna go with him because i don't know anyone else I, i'm sticking with him the ta <laughs> Even though he's already done one, one of. Oh, wasn't there someone else that was really sleazy? Not Tim the TA. I can't remember. Okay, I'm just gonna go with that. There was some other sleazy guy, so maybe he did it. All right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay, let's have ratings. Um. Okay, so I. I didn't like this episode. I didn't like it at all. Um. There were a couple of redeeming moments. The fact that Wallace looked good. Um, I, I don't know. I just didn't care for it. I just, I mean, I wasn't, but I wasn't bored. And it made me mad, but it didn't make me super mad. So I'm really going to give it three out of ten marshmallows. Because he called Veronica Marshmallow. No, they did not call Veronica Marshmallow. They called the 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 girl who jumped off the roof okay. Marshmallow. Okay, Patrice. Patrice, oh, yes. <clears throat> so I'm going to give it to Fortnite and Marshmallows. Patrice is like us. Uh, I, it had some really great quotes. Um, and it had Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> um, I, I. I'm having a hard time with this episode, even though, well, and, and, you know, uh, Yvette scathing, uh, <clears throat> review didn't help, didn't help me any because now that, that, that affects me. Just know but, that my score is much higher, so don't feel bad. Uh, You're not going to be like clear up there by yourself. Um, I, I'm going to go with, um, uh, four and a half out of 10 keister eggs in your hoo-ha. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like, I didn't like the episode, but I didn't hate it, and, like, the the last one was, like, really, there were things I just actively hated, and this one I was just like, meh, so I sort, like, for me that, that defaults to a five, is sort of, you know, default, so, um, I gave it five butt jokes. Nutty. Um, okay, uh, I didn't even come up with a rating system, so, yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna give it, I don't know, five out of ten Big Lebowski references. There you go. That's the best I got. (laughs) 
Um, I kind of like this episode, which, I don't know, maybe that makes me a bad person, but, um... No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It makes you a horrible person. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, I like Jimmy laugh at the at the Easter egg jokes. Um, I I enjoy the a plot. I like the the whole kidnapping thing and um, and Patty Hearst and just all of that. Mr. Sheffield, of course, and I I actually even like the drama with Logan and Veronica a little bit, just most specifically for that conversation in his hotel room. Just, I don't know, it's really good, like, that, you know, he points things out, she points things out, and they're both making good points, and so, yeah, I'm gonna go with seven out of ten bodyguards. Wow. Yeah, so let's have our contact information. You can find us at www.quadrupleview.com. Send us an email at at investigatingmarspodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love it if you send an MP3 voicemail. You can send us a tweet at investigatemars. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash investigatingmars. And if you're one of those people who have seen the whole series which is getting less and less of it to see, yay! You can go to our spoiler group, which is facebook.com slash group slash spoilers of Mars. And we love it, each and every one of you who leaves us an iTunes review. Yes, we do. And thank you, Nadia, for joining us for this episode. Yes, thank, thank you. for having me. Unfortunately, this is you. the last season, so boo. Is this your last episode? I believe so. I don't think you guys have any openings. Um, all right, so our next episode is called Spit and Eggs. What's it about? <laughs> Wait, what, what was it called? Spit, Spit and Eggs. Something gross. Like, what? Well, what? Like, oh, we're going like, to, like, spit I, and eggs. Everything that wants to come out of my mouth is perverted. I'm not going <laughs> to. I know. It. It's I, not good. I, so somebody doesn't like eggs, so they spit them out. I I can't. Everything else <laughs> is perverted. Okay. Anybody else got anything? Uh, I, I, uh, that's completely inappropriate. That's not completely inappropriate. So just, just my brain hurts trying to figure out what that could possibly mean at all. Like, well, I kind of go to the like the dentist, the 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 the. Uh, yeah, what was the episode I mean, from season one where the, she spits yeah. trip to the dentist? Trip to the yeah, dentist. trip to the like, dentist, and that's how he got the egg up his butt. I, just, uh, I know that the egg is has to do with Chip. Well, I mean, assuming, but I just, like I said, I just, it's perverted. Huh? You're, you said, not me. All right, so. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> anyway. All right, so we'll find out. Moving on. We'll, we'll find out in a, in a few minutes, actually, because we're yes. doing commentary. So until next time, bye. Bye, bye everybody. Ryan. Bye. Bye.